Well, 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 how about that? Welcome into the Beaver Sports postgame call-in show. T.J. Matthewson here with you in studio. Dale Hummel helping me out manage the phone lines. This is open phones all night for however long we decide to take this show on. The Beavers fall to the Purdue Boilermakers 30-21. to I want to hear your thoughts on this game. Week one for the Beavers, and we already have... A quarterback controversy. The We spent all offseason wondering, hey, who's going to be the guy to get the start for the Beavers? It was Sam Neuer. Neuer, you know, got the start. He struggled and was replaced by Chance Nolan. They, they got a chance. And Nolan, uh, he really injected some... He injected some life into the Beavers, and we saw it down the stretch. It'll be interesting to see what Jonathan Smith decides to do next week against the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. Make sure to call in the University Honda text line, the Downward Dog phone line, 541-497-5356. We'll be up all night. Looks like we got Rocky on the phone lines already, and we'll put him on right here. Rocky, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the game with the Beavers falling 30-21. to um, well, I was really anticipating this game. I've been a Beaver fan all my life, went to school there. I was really disappointed in the game. I was disappointed not in the kids. I was disappointed in the play calling, the coaches' decisions. I just, I, I thought I was so frustrated that I just, it just made my heart sink for the rest of the season. I, I just, I lost a lot of faith in the program tonight. So um, I, I think that everybody's kind of sugarcoating it, you know. But uh, the bottom line is um, there are some bad calls and bad decisions. And uh, probably another thing that bothered me was the offensive line. I didn't think they lived up to their pre-season uh, billing. And yeah, there was really a lot struggled. of missed blocks that put pressure on, especially on Sam. Um, I, there's a decision right there. I would have had... No one coming in at after the half. I he t- waited too long to make a change in momentum and things. And the fourth, fourth down run or two times. First one, I pretty much kind of agreed with, but I didn't agree with the call, the play. I agreed with going with it, but I did not like. I thought they were pretty much keying on Coletto. That that was just you know going to the well too many times. And then the last one, I thought, you're only two down, and you're giving them the ball in deep field position, and they scored a touchdown, and you're only two down. You could still kick it, and there was about eight minutes left. You could have kicked it. Your defense was starting to play and had played, really. I was impressed with the defense. But they were playing better, and I just it reminded me of the WSU game when the coach went for fourth down and lost. And they lost out on a six and six season, so I, I was I went away from this, not very optimistic at all, and you know, and that's too bad. I kind of hate seeing that almost, but it's the way I feel. So you don't feel like maybe a lack of optimism just after one week of the season? No, I don't. I'm not optimistic. <laughs> what I saw, <laughs> not the effort. The effort. The kids put out a good effort. I, again, I did not like the coaching, the play calling, the decision making. But e- even so, that, even that, the this game came down to it seemed like almost one fourth down decision. That fourth down decision in the fourth quarter seemed like it could have swung the game in either way. Well, if the Beavers sure, convert that, but, then but, we could have a whole know, different story. 
you know, if you're throwing long like that, that's a real chancy completion. Um, and if he he had a guy under, I don't know why he wouldn't have gone with the safe pass. He had a first down if he just goes to the tight end. But he was so focused on, I got to pass it, you know, this is the play that's going to win everything. And he goes long, and I, I just, I was really frustrated. What, so it, what, what do you think would be the most important thing then for the rest of the season? I mean, there's still 11 games left. There's still a lot of time left for this Beaver football team to, to kind of get it together. What would be kind of one thing you do want to look for? Uh, better blocking. Uh, more consistency in the quarterbacking. Uh, Nolan did great. Uh, Sam didn't, and I, I would have thought the opposite almost. I mean, I was in the uh, I was in the the camp of Sam should start, but by the middle of the second quarter, I was saying make a change, make a change, and I thought we waited too long to make a change. Well, we're gonna have to so. see. What- we're going to have to see what Jonathan Smith decides next week for Hawaii and imagine how Hawaii looked against UCLA last week. They might have time to look at both quarterbacks and get them extensive looks. Rocky, I'm going to have to let you go. Thank you for calling into the Beaver tailgate show, uh, the Beaver post-game call-in show. We do appreciate it. Phone lines, sure. phone lines are open. The University Honda text line, the Downward Dog phone line. Five four one four nine seven five three five six. We have Tyler on the line as well. Tyler, how's it going? Oh, hello. Uh, well, obviously it could be better because the uh, game didn't turn out the way we wanted. So the uh, overriding thought I have based on the game was um, I thought it was kind of a step backwards. I'm not ready to throw in the towel on the entire season, but I do believe they've used up their freebie, if you ask me, because I only see so many winnable games on the schedule, and that was one of them, and they just let it slip away. Uh, the biggest thing I have about the game itself is I was wondering if you might be able to share some line of this. It seems like I'm they talked a lot about how they weren't running the ball, but as far as I could tell, they weren't trying a whole lot to run the ball. It seems like some of the drives, they like threw three passes, and then see, it was kind of like three and out. And I thought they like went away from running the ball, oh, running the ball as part of their package a little too quickly. You have any opinions on that? Yeah, it looks. I, th- I think I'm counting 25 runs with 63 passes, so they're just under about 50% running um it just didn't seem like there was good enough blocking to to continue going with that I mean especially George Karloftis off the edge that that Beaver offensive line which was really praised all offseason it's a veteran group and you know maybe a little undersized which we saw today they got pushed around a little bit and you know you wanted to kind of establish a bit of a downfield passing game because that's what Purdue was doing and to keep up with the Boilermakers, you had to kind of stretch the field a little bit. Yeah, true. But I'm worried that he might be running back into the mistake Riley used to make. Of he was so interested in establishing the pass that he completely forgot about the run. I mean, just because you only get maybe one or two yards and it doesn't always work doesn't mean that it's not important to do it a couple of times to get, keep the defense honest. That's all I'll say about that one. But uh, I do have one more thought. I don't think 
the Beavers are out of a bowl yet, but they absolutely must win the next two games, or they will be. Yeah, I agree with you. That Pac-12 schedule, I mean, the Pac-12 had a rough day today. I'll I'll touch on that later on in the show. Um, But there's some tough games at USC versus Washington, at Cal versus Arizona State, at Oregon. There's some tough games in that Pac-12 schedule. Did you agree with that Mm -hmm. fourth down call that Jonathan Smith had in the fourth quarter? Well, let's see. I can kind of see both sides of it. I mean, if it works, we're all saying it's such a a gutsy call. But considering the situation and the score, I think it might have been a little bit ill-advised. I don't know. I can't. I mean, like, he gets paid a lot more than I do to make this decision. Let's be honest. But uh, if if it were me, I think I would have punted the uh, punted the ball and uh, let's see, give him my defense more room to work with because I don't think we can really let's see put too much uh, criticism on the defense. They played about as well as they could given the circumstances and how much the offense wasn't clicking. Yeah, and we question the deep pass a lot. Ty John Lindsay's a step away from that of being open and making that catch. There's no free safety in the middle of the field. So I didn't think it was terrible. Tyler, we're going to have to take a commercial break here, so I'm going to let you go. I appreciate you calling into the Beaver postgame call-in show. You had some great thoughts. And we're going to take a break here on the Beaver postgame call-in show. We have Paul on the line. We'll get to him when we come back. Remember, call in on the Downward Dog phone line or the University Honda text line, 541-497-5356. You're listening to the Beaver postgame call-in show on 1240 Joe Radio. Sets up, fires for Tegan Quatoriano, makes the catch, rolls into the end zone. Touchdown, Beavers. Backside pressure coming. The Beavers finally get home and get the sack. The resurgence is here. Oregon State football and head coach Jonathan Smith are ready to welcome you back to Research Stadium for the 2021 football season. Season and single game tickets are on sale now. Call 1-800-GO-BEAVES to secure your seats today. Go Beavs. As a community, African Americans are known to be relational people. Um, And I think we need that interaction. And so when you have a screen, it's not the same. I want my kids to be with their friends um, and their teachers. The anxiety and the being scared has not went away. My hope is, is for every student to be able to make connections with their friends and with their teachers and also to be in a very safe environment. Learn more at Oregon.gov slash ReadySchools. In 1931, Oregon State's football team compiled a 6-3-1 record playing their home games at Bell Field in Corvallis. That same year, Umpqua Dairy began making ice cream to sell at the train station in Roseburg. Three generations later, they're still producing award-winning ice cream. And you don't have to wait at the train station. Simply visit your local grocery store. On behalf of Beaver Nation, thanks to Umpqua Dairy for your support of our beavers and for making the best ice cream in the nation. Back on the Beaver Post game call-in show. On the, make sure to text the University Honda text line, the Downward Dog phone line, 541-497-5356. We have Paul on the line calling in. TJ Matthewson here in studio. Dale Hummel helping out with the phones. Paul, happy to have you in here on the Beaver Post game call-in show. What are your thoughts on tonight? Well, my thoughts are that I'm in a different camp than Rocky is in. There's no way that uh, 
I thought these teams were evenly matched, and I did not put this one in the win column. You're going into a you know Big Ten school, you know, an away game in a hostile environment with new quarterbacks that you know nothing about. I mean, you you, you know you, you literally don't know how they're going to do. So they played a they played a good game, but they didn't win. I mean, uh, and you got to look at the other Pac-12 scores. I mean, Washington got beat by Montana, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> I had a good laugh in the studio about that. And uh, and uh, right now, the, the consensus uh, Utah across State Husky ahead Twitter of Washington is State, five to three. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been a tough day for the Pac-12, and I don't think or this Oregon State stain. Let, let's not forget the Beavers were a touchdown underdog in this game. <laughs> so you could, I know you that's, that's say, what I mean, and and I agree with Rocky that they should have brought Nolan in earlier, and uh, I kind of believe that he would kind of be the starter next week. But we'll just have to see. I uh, uh, I thought that uh, Nolan's passes were not Nolan's passes, Neuer's passes were way off. The long ones he overthrew by you know five ten yards. Yeah, I I, I didn't think Neuer looked great. Uh, I under I thought he deserved to win the job watching him um, in fall camp, and you know I thought they were going to give him the the full game, but Jonathan Smith obviously thought Chance Nolan gave him a better opportunity, and he sure did. He looked really good, especially throwing down the field. Uh, I'm sure yes, you thought the and same also, way. Well, also the other. Uh, the other way, his option runs. He's way better at, at, at running the ball than the other quarterbacks. Yeah, and that that's just part of Nolan's game. So it, what what would be the biggest thing that the Beavers need to focus on here down the stretch? Is it finding that identity at quarterback or maybe that offensive line? I Well, I think they need to, to uh, get the offensive line blocking better, and I also think that they need to get the defense. Who's covering that tight end? Something... The defense has got to step up because there was some. They played great on two or three plays, and then the fourth play or the third or fourth play would get away, and they'd make an eighteen-yard gain. I mean, nobody was even covering the tight end on that last touchdown. What the heck happened? I mean, I know they had a blitz on, but still, there's got to be a one-on-one guy going out with the tight end. That had to be a blown coverage. Wouldn't the clock have run out if they were able to get that first down, though? Right. Oh yeah, yeah. That touchdown didn't mean anything. But yeah. I'm, I'm talking about the scheme. Yeah, uh, that's the kind. Of, that's the kind of stuff we that the team can learn from looking at the film. How come this guy wasn't covered? Whose responsibility was it? Who missed the call? You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. That's what this. Yeah. The first game is always for that. And and if you win it, it's a bonus as far as I'm concerned. And I guess you're right. It, it is a good thing. The, the, these next two games, absolutely, for the Beavs are a must-win, and they will allow you to be a little more relaxed and comfortable and try some new things, especially and figure out these quarterbacks with uh, Hawaii. Exactly. And, and I still love you, Rocky, but I kind of disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Paul, today. Yeah, Paul, uh, thanks for calling in. We do really appreciate it. And uh, I don't know, I saw you at Corvallis last night. Um, maybe I'll see you again next time. All right, yeah, we're definitely going to go up to the uh, the CHSCV game in two weeks. Yeah, I'll be there. So well, let's connect that, right. unless you call in next week at like 2 a.m. You got it, man. All right, go sounds do. good, Paul. Thank you. <laughs> All right, that was Paul. Thanks to Paul. Uh, he called in on the Downward Dog phone line here on the Beaver post-game call-in show. T.J. Matthewson here in studio. Dale Hemmel helping me out with the phone line. 
You can also text in on the University Honda text line, 541-497-5356. George says on the text on the, on the University Honda text line, disappointed the Beavers lost. He enjoyed listening to Mike. Hope they win next week. Go Beavers. Yes, there's a lot of... You know, I, I still think it is too early, too early to write off this Beaver season. It is week one. They were a touchdown underdog to begin with. It was, you know, a they were a touchdown underdog on the road at a Big Ten team. You can't, you can't just, I, I don't think you can just write this season away just like that. And you watch this game, and outside of the Beavers' offensive line, I thought it looked really close. I think we have Dave from Tumwater on the line. I'm going to send that to him right now. Dave, how are you doing? What are your thoughts on tonight's game? Well, on balance, I agree more with uh, Rocky. Uh, well, not I, I think I agree with Rocky entirely, not merely on balance, uh, certainly compared to Paul. Uh, I, I'd actually like to look at it from a longer-term perspective. Uh, I mean, it's just astonishing to me that you can bring in a quarterback who so obviously has a better feel for the game and a kind of a sense of of momentum and control uh, because the starter didn't. But here's the larger point. We have have had a succession of three coaching staffs who have consistently made the wrong quarterback starting call going back, I would argue, all the way to 2012 when, when Riley replaced Vaz way too early. Anderson never had the right guy at quarterback, and now and I think we're, we're we're seeing it we're seeing it play out again. So no, it's not the end of the world. The Beavers weren't favored to win. The, the game was uh, uh, eminently winnable, but uh, it's just uh, we're going on ten years, and I'm going to go back to my original theme, where it's just astonishing to me. Again, maybe I'm using that word too much that. So rarely is it the case where it appears as if Oregon State has uh, has a quarterback at par or superior to the other team. That is rarely the case, and it's a big problem. And it, and the, a function of that problem is that the again, just to repeat my point, I'll end with it. We can dialogue if you like, but this is a longer term problem where this program consistently plays the wrong guy starting at quarterback. That's my main point. So are you going to have a problem with it when Jonathan Smith, presumably next week, might split time evenly between Nolan and Neuer? No, uh, no, not really. Um, I, I, uh, I'm, he's the head coach. He can make the decision he wants. Uh, I'm a fan. I'm giving you a fan perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just saying that uh, Oregon State is is consistently outgunned at the quarterback position. Not only there, but it, but that's the most obvious, that's the most important position on the field. And if you're consistently outgunned at that position by the opposition, I mean this happens all the time, uh, and it's just frustrating. I'm with Rocky on this. This was I'm a little bit like Scott. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, uh, Tyler. Uh, you kind of look at the schedule. Uh, you know, there's a long ways to go. Things can turn around. Uh, but this was, this was a winnable game. Uh, now, in order to be bowl eligible, they have to win four conference games. Uh, that looks like a tall order uh, at, at this point. So, 
Um, so it's not the end of the world, but the longer-term problem is really concerning to me because we, we never have the superior quarterback play in almost any regular season game. It's just, it's just rarely the case, and it's just frustrating to have that the case for 10 years running. Do you think there are four winnable conference games? Um, it's, it's too early to tell. I mean, it's early. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I don't take any comfort from the fact that, uh, that, that Washington State's behind or, or the University of, of Washington uh, uh, lost or that Oregon had to, had to gut it out to win. I mean, everyone's going to improve over time. So, again, that's where I disagree perhaps with Rocky. I don't think it's the, the end of the season. Uh, again, my main point is, the wrong quarterback. I mean, we have, been, we have the evidence right in front of us. It's clear. The wrong guy started the game. I don't know any other conclusion you can come to. But my longer, larger point is that's the same pattern for upwards of a decade, and it's really concerning. That's my big deal. Well, Dave, I, I appreciate your thoughts. It is good to have that perspective. Uh, I think I'm going to let you go here, but I appreciate you calling in and uh, voicing uh, voicing your opinion here on the Beaver Post Game Calling Show. I appreciate it. Very good. Good luck with the show the rest of the year. Thank you, Dave. So we're going to take a break here on the Beaver Post Game Calling Show. Be sure to. Text the University Honda text line and call the Downward Dog phone line at 541-497-5356. we got another call to get to, but we got to get to this break in, and then we will get to our next caller. Here on the Beaver Postgame Call-In Show on 1240 Joe Radio. Hey, sports fans, remember you can text KEJO anytime on the University Honda KEJO text line. If you have a question or want to share your thoughts on the Beavers or any sports topic, call 541-497-5356. That's 541-497-KEJO and be part of the action. So call the right play and call the KEJO text line. Powered by University Honda, 541-497-5356. Hey Alexa, open 1240 Joe Radio. Hi, John here. 1240 Joe Radio has teamed up with Highland Bowl in Corvallis to bring you the latest Alexa skill. You can hang out anytime with 1240 Joe Radio on your Alexa device by saying, Alexa, open 1240 Joe Radio. It's that easy. Also, for beverages and great food, check out Highland Bowl's popular Strike Zone Lounge. Highland Bowl on 9th Street in Corvallis. We set them up, you knock them down. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It, it was, was actually, actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could, could I, I have, have EPI? EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie. Did you hear what I said? Sports with Attitude. 1240 Joe Radio. 
Back on the Beaver post-game call-in show, TJ Matthewson here with you in studio. Be sure to text the University Honda text line or call the Downward Dog phone line. Make your opinion heard. Beavers fall to the Purdue Boilermakers on the road here in Week 1, 30-21. Make sure to call 541-497-5356. We have another caller uh, on the line. It's Scott on the line. Welcome into the Beaver postgame call-in show. Scott, what were your thoughts on tonight's game? Hey there. So, well, I think the problem is, while it's disappointing we lost, it's not surprising. And I think we've lost every single opener in the Smith era. So it's like, well, what do you expect? It's another one of those things. I had to look at the history, and I think we've lost two of the first three games at least in every year here recently. So the season feels like it's over before it's barely begun. Uh, I think in the past, though, it didn't feel quite as bad because you could say, like, oh, we're playing Ohio State, or, oh, it's only Smith's first or second year, or, oh, you know, this and that. Maybe you can look for things. Look, But now we're at the time where you got what you got. And after a while, you have to see things what they are, and it's getting really hard to sell hopium anymore. It Wouldn't there be a little bit more optimism and hope, though, going into conference schedule, judging that last year, I know it's a different team, but last year they played a lot of close conference games and, you know, didn't lose by a whole lot. There were one play here, one play there. They could have added a few more wins uh, onto the record last year that could end up on the docket this year instead. Well, the rest of the team changed too. I mean, some get better, some get worse. Every every conference is different year to year, right? I mean, we're it's like you know the old Riley. There's a a little Riley meme going around, like Riley would just like pull the football on the ground like you know lucy and peanuts like hey charlie brown come kick the ball it's like oh you're all excited and whoop, yanks it away and everybody's disappointed and i i don't see it being any different i hope i'm wrong but it, I, I sort of have to take a step back from any sort of emotional investment in the program in the past couple of years because it's just like why i don't know but i mean it's still amusing to watch so yeah <laughs> what what did you think of that fourth down call in the fourth quarter uh, <laughs> yeah. What a nervous laugh. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really have thoughts anymore on that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you you did say you detached emotionally, so I guess maybe it all went out the window when when he made that decision. He stepped back a little bit. It's like, well, it's not surprising, you know. It's like you got what you got. So yeah. I I mean, again, I, I I understand <laughs> it was like a tad aggressive. But if Ty John Lindsay has an extra step there, that, that that's a, he catches that ball. There's no one up there yeah. defending him. I mean, you do it, you do it, you don't, you don't. I reminded of that thing where uh, Riley and we were at Utah, and it was a fourth and one or something, and it was a flea flicker and for a touchdown. And I think that was a game that we pulled out. I I don't even remember anymore. It's so long ago. But you know, it's like you just have to execute, and if you can't, you know, then the team. Doesn't and that's why the team loses more than the wins. One last qu- one last question for you, Scott. What are you, what are you looking for at quarterback next week? Do we think we're getting an even split? <laughs> oh man, I if there's a way that OSU's a boss a quarterback situation in recent years, we'll do it. So now I, my gut says we'll go back to Neuer just because. I think Jonathan Smith, former quarterback, he tends to give quarterbacks the benefit of the doubt, doesn't want to rattle everything too much. So I think we just go with Neuer, unless it's a complete debacle again, and then it's probably Nolan the rest of the way. 
Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I think, uh, yeah, I think they're both going to be seeing meaningful reps next week for, you know, however long the game is close, we'll see. Don't want to jinx it too early, but Hawaii did not look good uh, last week against UCLA. Scott, I appreciate you calling in on the Downward Dog phone line. So that was Scott. Be sure to make yourself heard on the University Honda text line, the Downward Dog phone line, 541-497-5356 here on the Beaver Postgame Call-In Show. TJ Mathewson here with you in studio. Dale Hummel helping out with the phones. We've got a couple of new texts on the University Honda text line. Tyler says, before we criticize the starting quarterback decision too hard like some callers be doing, let's point out that Jebbia was also not healthy and could very well have been the choice tonight if he was not recovering from injury. He's right. We don't know if you know what that quarterback battle would have looked like. It, it was pretty it seemed like it was pretty even for most of fall camp when Jebbia was healthy. He was taking a lot of snaps with the ones, uh, just like Neuer, just like Vidlak, just like Nolan. And, you know, they, he started last year, just like just like Sam Neuer did. So there's, you know, he had a very real chance to start, and his team loves him. He has good chemistry. He's been here a long time. So when Tristan Jebby is healthy, you know, I, I don't, at this point, as we've seen Jonathan Smith is willing to go with the hot hand at quarterback, it wouldn't be too surprising to see Tristan Jebbia um, under center for the Beavers. Uh, the five four one. We don't have that number saved, but it's says it or Wayne from Albany actually. Thanks for that. Uh, it was better than last year's opener against Washington State, but let's face it. No, it's scrolled up. Um, let's face it. Coaching staff has failed to bring in any help for the worst defensive line in the Pac twelve. I only counted one sack. I need to look at the final numbers, but I also did count on one sack and. I it didn't look like they had very yeah only one sack for 11 yards and that was there in the fourth quarter and it was Andre Murray Hughes I believe who got that sack. It was not not pretty for the Beavers defensive line and you saw it in the trenches on both sides. You know, the Beavers offensive line getting pushed around and the Beavers defensive line a lot like last year getting, you know, pushed around quite a bit. Uh Purdue didn't really get much on the ground at all to be honest. They they had five rushers carry the ball 33 times for 88 yards uh, for an average of just over two and a half yards per carry. So you could say in that aspect, sure, they did well, but they also let you know Jack Plummer sit back in the pocket and go 29 of 41 for 313 and two touchdowns with a quarterback rating of 151. That's not ideal. A good, a good pass rush always helps out his quarterback. Let's see if we got some more text here. Um, five four one Texan Sean Mannion and Jake Luton starting QBs the last decade were they the wrong guys? No, probably not. They weren't, but maybe a generalization and a frustration overall of Beaver quarterbacks of the past of really unable to in what seems like the biggest moments choose the right guy. Um, Jonathan Smith going forward on fourth down because he has no confidence in his defense from five four one. Yep, I mean. His defense did, they did move the ball quite a bit, especially again through the air. And David Bell, uh, we highlighted him a lot pregame. He was superb. Eight catches, 134 yards, a long of 42 for on 12 targets. He was good. Uh, Payne Durham with a pair of touchdowns, seven catches, 120 yards, two touchdowns. That was the two main culprits that sliced up the Beavers' defense through the air. 
So, again, the University Honda text line is alive and well here just past 9.30 on a Saturday night. Beavers fall to Purdue in the season opener, 30-21. to We're going to take one last commercial break here if you want to get your thoughts in on the Beaver postgame call-in show. TJ Matthewson here with you in studio. Remember, the University Honda text line, the Downward Dog phone line, 541-497-5356. It's the Beaver postgame call-in show on 1240 Joe Radio. Jonathan Smith led the Beavers to a school record 11 wins, including a historic victory over Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. Today, he's coaching our Beavers the values of hard work, belief in yourself, and dedication to your craft. That's the same philosophy at Umpqua Dairy. For nearly 90 years, they've produced award-winning ice cream. Check out their flavor of the month at UmpquaDairy.com and find Beaver tracks at your favorite grocery store. Umpqua Dairy and OSU football, always a winning combination. And jogs in. Touchdown, Beavers. For the Beavers to be successful in football, it takes a team effort. The same is true if you want to save money for retirement, minimize your business tax liabilities, or need payroll and bookkeeping services. That's why you should see the team at Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis. With 45 years in business, David Mendenhall, Bill Heck, and Robert Berry have the experience you need to score a touchdown every time. Go to taxandwealthmanagement.com or call 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185 to get in the game. You could be driving a Honda. Hello, everybody. WKIRK Classic Dirk Radio. We are talking Hondas, and that means we are talking about University Honda in Corvallis, where you know what they say, University Honda, you should buy your Honda from us. Well, the phones are lighting up. Let's take some calls. 541, go ahead. Hey, uh, does University Honda have a professional basketball team? Uh, no, sorry. Fresh out. Uh, I think you have to go to Portland for that. Okay, but I can still get a great deal on a Honda, right? Of course. That's what we do. No need to leave town for that. Next caller. Does University Honda have really horrible traffic twice a day? Nope. If you are looking for bad traffic, you should definitely go to Portland for that. Plan on getting there about 3 p.m. Next caller. Do you guys sell jeans in the five to $600 range? Again, if you are looking for $600 jeans, I think you have to drive to Portland. But if you just want a great deal on a new Honda, swing by. We've got lots to choose from, and we can show you why buying local from us really does save you time and money. Well, that's it for today, but we'll see you on 9th Street in Corvallis or at uhonda.com. And remember, safe travels, my friends. Did you hear what I said? Sports with Attitude. Buffalo Joe Radio. All right, back here on the Beaver postgame call-in show here on 1240 Joe Radio. TJ Matthewson here with you in our Albany studios. Dale Hummel helping out on the phone lines. Remember, we'll still be on the air here for a little bit. If you want to vent your frustrations with the Beavers' 30-21 to season opening loss in West Lafayette, the University Honda text line, the Downward Dog phone line, 541-497-5356. So the Beavers fall 30-21. to Let's run over some box score numbers. So the starting quarterback for Oregon State, Sam Neuer, uh, 10 of 21 for 94 yards and an interception. He was pulled for Chance Nolan, who looked a lot better, was attacking downfield, 10 of 16, 157 yards. No touchdowns. Seemed like he was going to get in the end zone, but not close. Ty John Lindsay did get one. One pass in for 34 yards on that double pass early on in the game. His counterpart, their counterparts, Jack Plummer, 29 of 41, 313 yards and a pair of touchdowns to Payne Durham, who had seven catches for 120 yards and two touchdowns for a long of 50. 
Leading rusher for Oregon State today, just Trey Lowe with 27 yards on six rushes, a long of 11, average four and a half. But there really wasn't much room for the Beavers to work with. Uh, B.J. Baylor also added 24 yards of his own, but it was a really tough day on the ground for Oregon State. 25 total attempts, 78 yards at 3.1 yards per carry. On the other side, 33 rushes for a plethora of Purdue Boilermakers for 2.7 yards per carry. Trevin Bradford led the Beavers in receiving five catches with a long of 21. Uh, no touchdowns for the Beavers receiving core. Both those touchdowns scored for Oregon State by B.J. Baylor on the ground. We have another caller on the line. I believe it is Matt calling in. Matt, what were your thoughts on tonight's game? It was a uh, pretty tough loss for Oregon State, but I think there's a lot to be optimistic about. I agree on that, uh, both parts. It was tough, and, uh, and I am optimistic, but you know why? It's because who got to play last year? Nobody. The pandemic kept them out. And, you know, we go back there. There was travel. Some of the guys weren't completely 100% healthy. I, I'm proud of our guys. They did the best they could. In, in the situation, I mean, when you when you score first, it's great. It's great. And the other comment I wanted to make is, I don't care what they tell us. It's still going to be the Civil War, watching the Civil War in my half, because it's it's not about races. It's about beating the people that are right next to us. We we want to beat the other guys. But it, it, it could be anybody. It could be any other guys. It could be Washington. It could be California. It could be anybody. So it doesn't have anything to do with race. It has to do with we want to beat that other team. And, and they're our guys. They are our team. I'm always proud of them, and I'm proud of our coaches, and they're doing the best they can with what they have to work with each time they have to go to work. Well, it sounds like you have a, you have a lot more optimism than all of my previous callers on the rest of the season and the potential to get still get to that six-win mark and get, you know, pro, assuming they win the next two non-conference games and grab four wins in conference. Uh, you, you, you sound pretty optimistic for the rest of the season. I will forgive those previous calls for their thinking, but you know this is America. This is freedom of thought and and the press and and so on. So everybody can have their opinion. My opinion is my team is good. I love my team. They work hard, and and they have not had the benefit of having any. But he get experience because of last year's season not being there. I'm proud of our boys. They were great. Yeah, it, it was it was a close game out there in West Lafayette. Matt, I appreciate you calling in here to the Beaver post game call in show. So wrapping up a little bit more with this box score, as mentioned, final thirty to twenty one. Uh, yeah, it was just a tough. Yeah, tough loss for Oregon State. One thing there, one thing 
uh, everywhere else. Let's look at some Pac-12 scores before we wrap it up here in the studio. UCLA takes down LSU at the Rose Bowl 38-27. That is a big win for Chip Kelly. Man, he's been looking for that at UCLA, and he finally gets it over the 16th-ranked LSU Tigers. I would not be shocked to see the Bruins in the AP Top 25 next week. Cal trailing Nevada with just into the third quarter, 19-14. BYU and Arizona. It's Arizona trailing the Cougars 14-3. That, the Vegas kickoff classic at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Wow, this is an odd score. You're not going to see this too often. Out in the Palouse, Washington State leading Utah State 6-5. That with 12 minutes and 35 seconds in the second quarter. Earlier on today, Oregon took down Fresno State 31-24. USC looking shaky early but had 17 points in the fourth quarter to take down San Jose State 30-7. Montana pulled off one of their biggest wins in program history. They took down the 20th-ranked Huskies at Montlake, 13-7. That one stings up there. Man, hometown of Seattle. I could not imagine walking around that UW campus right now. It is probably eerily quiet. They've been waiting over two years to go back and watch a Husky game Huskies score, I think, three minutes into the game and are held scoreless by the Montana defense for the rest of that game. The Grizzlies with a 10-point fourth quarter to come away with the win at Husky Stadium. Man, that's big. Kansas State took down Stanford 24-7, and then Purdue, of course, taking down Oregon State 30-21. UCLA last week took down Hawaii 44-10, and then on Thursday and Friday, Arizona State took down Southern Utah 41-14. A sloppy game for the Sun Devils, but they pulled away at the end. The talent down there in Tempe is very, very good with Herm Edwards. Utah took down Weber State 40-17. And finally, in Colorado at Boulder, Colorado took down Northern Colorado 35-7. We'll be on the air for a few more minutes if anyone wants to sneak a last-minute call in. Or text in on the University Honda text line, the Downward Dog phone line, 541-497-5356. Looks like we do have a new message on uh, a few more we can go over. Connor in Albany says, the secondary was atrocious. Also, decision to go down on fourth down wasn't terrible, but the play call certainly was. Maybe this is me being a, C- uh, a Seahawks fan and you know looking at this fourth down call differently. But Pete Carroll, uh, up with the Seahawks, is usually on fourth downs one of the more conservative coaches, but he also loves taking shots down the field in big spots. And some of the Seahawks' biggest plays, most notably a 2014 NFC Championship game winner to Jermaine Curse, likes going for it long in big moments. Obviously, that's the NFL. This is college. But you can see where maybe that aggressiveness works out because, as we mentioned, Ty John Lindsay is a step away from being open on that fourth down, right down the middle of the field. And Jebbia made a really nice throw, too. It just, the play didn't convert. That's all it is. Uh, that's not Colin in Albany, but another 5-4-1 number. Oh, Wayne in Albany says, I think she should have attacked the outside more with Trey Lowe. It seemed like he could always get outside on them. He just didn't get enough opportunities. Not enough opportunities is right. Trello only with six attempts on the ground. The Beavers 25 overall. 
Uh, that's including one from Sam Neuer that he took on a sack. So maybe the Beavers will put a little bit more emphasis on the run game next week. They're going to get their opportunity. They're going to have Hawaii. Let's look at the Beaver football schedule here in the future before we sign off here from our 1240 studios. You got Hawaii next week, 8 p.m. kickoff. If you guys want to come hang out with me here in the studio at about at around, uh, I think it'll be 1 in the morning. Want to come hang out? Call in to the Beaver postgame call-in show after the game versus Hawaii. Then on September 18th, they'll host Idaho, and then conference play starts at USC. That's a tough one to start conference play. And with the talent difference there, I'm not sure if you can use that as a total measuring stick to judge how you match up with conference teams. But nonetheless, that is a tough start to conference play. At USC versus Washington, and then you go to the Palouse and then host Utah. That's tough. A long road game at Martin Stadium, sandwiched between three uh, three conference foes with pretty pretty elite rosters up there. So we've heard it here on the show. There's there's some pessimism with the future outlook of this Beaver football season. I think it's a little too early to look, but I think a lot stands on next week and how Jonathan Smith handles this quarterback situation. I'm thinking we're going to see a split down the middle, but I'm not totally sure. I guess we're going to have to wait till 8 p.m. next week. The Joe Beaver Show returns Tuesday. No show Monday. It's Labor Day. I'm getting my holidays mixed up. Holiday? Is it Labor Day? We've got a holiday on Monday. Uh, there's no Joe Beaver Show. Uh, they will be back here in studio on Tuesday. Mike comes back from Indiana. John will be in here with them. At 11 from 11 to 1. And then we'll have the Beaver Beaver football on the airwaves at 8 o'clock. Our tailgate show next Saturday will start at 4 p.m. Pacific time. Well, we thank everyone who tuned in for this Beaver postgame call-in show. On the, and for using the University Honda text line and the Downward Dog phone line at 541-497-5356. I'll be on the airwaves Next week, hosting this same show at around 1 in the morning, depending on when the game wraps up. Dale Hummel was in here helping me out on the phone lines. I appreciate all of his help helping me out here tonight. For him, I'm TJ Matthewson signing off here from the 1240 Radio 1240 Joe Radio Studios. And we'll see you next week on the Beaver Post Game Call-In Show on 1240 Joe Radio.